0: Coming up, should we be happy with the return for David Peralta? And where should Juan Soto head next? Discussing it all with Sully Baseball next.
1: You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24 at myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content, if you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter. At creator Thomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on Dimebacks Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. Talking a lot of trade deadline, the moves already made, the David Peralta deal, the Luis Castillo deal, talking about that with Sully Baseball, where Juan Soto should head next. But Before we get there, today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to vroom.com, and check out thousands of great cars. Now, let's jump into the conversation. Hello,
1: baseball fans, and welcome to the Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. It must be a Monday it's August 1st. Guess what, folks? If you're a baseball fan, you can't dismiss where your team is in the standings by waving your hands and saying, ah, it's April. Ah, it's May. Ah, it's June. Ah, it's July. We are officially in the final third of the season, and we're going to be talking about that and some trades that are going around and possibly some trades that could happen. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. You call me Sully. Sully. Right over there is my Monday compadre, Mr. Miller Thomas from Locked On Diamondbacks. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good today. So how you doing? We got some uh, big things um, to
0: talk about uh, and, of course, the D-backs, huh? Making moves.
1: That's right. Well, the D-backs made a trade. I'm sitting here in the luxurious auxiliary Locked On MLB studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, also the birthplace of Jock Peterson the outfielder for the giants who probably won't be an outfielder for the giants for much longer. Hey,
0: where can people follow your show? You can follow my show on all podcasting platforms, follow On Dimebacks on YouTube and follow my personal account on Twitter at creator 24 and follow the show accounts. Just look up On Dimebacks across all social media channels. Check us out. On MLB Pod. same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully.
1: I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So it's August 1st. By the way, I just wanted to say some quick things before we get going here. Uh, Lots of nostalgia going around. I'm here in the Bay Area. They had a huge, huge night for Will Clark, who was a gigantic part of the Giants' resurgence in the late 1980s and was their most popular player. And it's just a fun, impossible not to root for, uh, hitter, and he still is a funny, larger-than-life figure. For people who are giant fans in the 80s, it's funny. There's, there, are, there are players who are part of certain fan bases who are never going to be Hall of Famers, but who mean everything to that fan base, the way Dale Murphy does for Braves fans from the 80s. Don Mattingly. Just ask Stacy Gatsoulias, who's you know, in my general age range, what Don Mattingly meant to Yankee fans at that time. Well, that was Will Clark. Remember the Giants, when they made it to the playoffs in 87, it was the first time since 1971 they played in October. And Will Clark was the MVP of the National Championship Series in 1989, which was the first pennant the Giants won since 1961 or 62. I'm sorry. So he was really uh, instrumental in basically reigniting a Giants franchise that was dormant. In the late 70s and throughout the first part of the 80s. So uh, it was great to see his number retired and see him be honored. And by the way, you know I'm not a Yankee fan, but the Yankees do Old Timers Day really well. They bring back all the old heroes. I'll tell you what's kind of startling for me, though, Uh, because I, you know, when I lived in New York all those years, I used to love watching Old Timers Day. My mother grew up a big Yankee fan, big fan of Yogi Berra and Mickey Mantle and... Uh, Whitey Ford and all of them, and you would see them at the Old Timers Day. So I was felt there was a connection to that previous generation. Well, now when you see the Old Timers and it's Bernie Williams and Paul O'Neill and Jorge Posada, wait a minute, I remember when they were rookies. How yeah. old am I? What's happening? Um, the, it's, uh, it is kind of sobering when you no longer have the – I mean, I was there when Joe DiMaggio was introduced, and out he comes, and – so now it's a think of that old timer, Mariano Rivera. Oh, God, I'm I'm like, old.
0: Are they are those guys younger than you, Sully? Is that is that what's making you feel a little, um, little bit? Older yeah, well,
1: they're in my ballpark. In the they're ballpark my ballpark. Or? Yeah, well, yeah. What's what's players younger than me start showing up to old timers' day, <laughs> yeah. you know that's. Uh, Uh, that's, that's sobering, but it was, it was a fun weekend with a lot of games going around there. And, um, but now there's that, that you look around and you think, okay, is this the last, uh, game in the uniform for this player or that player? Uh, I have to say, let's just get right off the bat. Uh, the first big trade that was fired across the bow. And I was Mm -hmm. actually really surprised that it happened this early in the process. Was Luis Castillo being shipped from Cincinnati to Seattle? They must have a, a close connection, those GMs, because they are, they pulled up the Sensel, the uh, the 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 big trade earlier this year. Um, why am I why am I blanking on everybody's name? You know what I'm talking about. The
0: oh, the Eugenio um,
1: Suarez, Jesse Winker. Jim. Thank you. Yeah, Suarez. I said Sensel. I meant to say Suarez. Um, but uh, Castillo was was sent packing to mm-hmm. Seattle who uh came from behind to finally beat the uh Astros the other day but uh this was an interesting uh interesting move that was made. Uh let's uh let's talk a little bit about the the you know Cincinnati got a nice haul certainly in terms of volume. Yeah. And the Mariners got a solid major league pitcher.
0: We'll get into that Luis Castillo trade but It's the trade deadline and contenders are looking for new players. But if you're looking for new employees for your small business, you need to head to LinkedIn Jobs because as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivery. Delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown mlb That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown mlB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks again for making Lockdown On your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, which is tomorrow, and Lockdown MLB has all the breakdowns. Locked on Diamondbacks will have rapid reactions to any moves made, of course. Subscribe now to your favorite Locked on Diamondbacks podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you get notified when each episode premieres. Yeah, when you look at it, you know, from that standpoint, in terms of the return, if you're the Cincinnati Reds, you're getting back three of the top five prospects in the Mariners organization, three highly rated guys. So the Reds are like, OK, we're trading, you know, our best starting pitcher, at least we're getting that package of prospects back all really high ceiling high value guys so you like that if you're the Cincinnati Reds then if you're the Mariners you're now getting Luis Castillo who's a legit frontline one or uh number one number two starter mm-hmm. you get to pair him with a guy like Robbie Ray you get to pair him with a guy like Logan Gilbert who's having a pretty good season that rotation is pretty good with the Mariners it was already pretty nice but before they got Luis Castillo now you're adding Luis Castillo to that rotation to pair with the other guys the Mariners are all in on making the postseason this year they may not make it to the world series but guess what that does not matter matter if you're seattle your main objective right now is to win as many games and get to the postseason and let's break the curse You have to start building momentum, and if you're the franchise, you have to start winning games and building toward something. If you ever want to get to a World Series, you have to first make the postseason. So I think this is a good move to do that, to make the playoffs. And if I'm the Mariners fans, yes, giving up prospects can hurt sometimes, but guess what? Who cares about prospects? When the D-backs traded Zach Greinke, they got back three of the top five prospects in the Astros organization. Astro's organization, JB Berskakis, Corbin Martin, and Seth Beer. Guess what? We're still waiting for those guys to make it to the major league level and make an impact like four years later. The best guy from that deal so far has been Josh Rojas, who is like a prospect in the 20s in that organization. So if you're the if you're the Mariners, don't care about prospects giving up. It's about winning, and Luis Castillo can help you win games right now. Boom.
1: This is gonna sound I'm gonna make a weird comparison, but I remember down the stretch in 2013 the Pittsburgh Pirates acquired Justin Morneau from the Twins. And they needed a they needed another veteran bat. And the Pirates and, and Morneau played very well in his half season in Pittsburgh. But it was a similar thing. At that point in 2015, the Pirates hadn't even had a winning season since 1992. It was getting ridiculous. And they were like, look, we just need to get, it doesn't matter who we give up. We need to fill a hole. We need to at least get people saying you haven't had a winning season since nineteen ninety two, and that year the Pirates uh, got to the division series. In fact, they got to one. They were once McCutcheon's swing away from going to the NLCS in in twenty thirteen. But it, you sometimes have to get a franchise off the schneid. You just have to mm-hmm. just get whatever it takes to get this team off the hook. And with Seattle, who hasn't seen uh postseason games since two thousand one. Ichiro's rookie season. Um, you know, this was uh you you just had to they had to pull the trigger. I think it was a smart deal for Seattle. Um yeah, a couple because- of smaller oh I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, because even though like the prospects might have been like pretty highly rated, like like the guy Marte, who everyone felt like was the main centerpiece of this deal, maybe maybe a little bit too rich to be given up in a Castile trade like he's 20 years old. He's in high A right now. That guy might not make it to the major league level for another three to four years. Ripping Robbie Ray, big money right now to help you win games. So this is a win-now team, and so I'm not caring about prospects giving up that's going to make an impact for me four years down the line because four years from now, it's going to be a completely different team. My timeline might be completely screwed up. So I'm glad the Mariners are doing all-in moves right now.
1: Uh, A couple of smaller moves. The Yankees picking up Benintendi. I mentioned that Mm -hmm. the other day. Um, That's going to have – you know that's a smart move. Uh, They're probably going to find someone to dump Gallo onto – Uh, my prediction is he's going to go to Milwaukee and it's probably going to be a salary dump. You know, the Yankees will probably pick up some of the cost. I think it will be a a great move for whoever picks him up to get, you know, a talented offensive player who will have the burden of failing in New York lifted from their shoulders and say, give us, you know, two solid months. Uh, The Mets picking up Tyler Naquin. Um, You know, depth. Some of these moves are just depth. Jojo Romero for Edmundo Sosa, a Phillies uh, Cardinals swap of two of the most fun names to say out loud. Uh, Chris Martin, who was part of the Braves bullpen last year, is now going to the Dodgers. And then let's go to the other move, which was Tampa Bay needed a bat. And so off they went to Mm -hmm. Arizona. Break it down for us, Millard.
0: Yeah, David Peralta heading out. Franchise icon is being traded to Tampa Bay. I kind of thought maybe a a team like the New York Mets could have been in on David Peralta because Mm. they kind of struggle against right-handed pitching as well, but they went out and got Tyler Naquin, but... For the D-backs, I mean, the return, of course, 18-year-old catcher. Not, you know, I wasn't, let me say this, I wasn't expecting a big haul. I acknowledge that. I know David Peralta is going to be a free agent in a couple months. He's a rental, mid-30s. I was not expecting a Luis Castillo-level package for David Peralta, okay? I'm not a dummy. But was I expecting maybe a dart throw at a pitcher or at least a position of need, like a first baseman in the organization? Because the D-backs, the one put, you know, the the two positions the D-backs have pretty much locked up for the future is outfield and catcher with Dalton Varsho and Carson Kelly. If things go right, the catcher position is one that the D-backs should not have to worry about for the next eight years. So, Taking a dart throw on a catcher who has put up pretty good numbers, but in rookie ball, I just don't understand that aspect from the D-backs front office. If you're going to do a dart throw on some 18-year-old rookie prospect that's barely played in the minor leagues, then you should go after a pitcher, especially because Sully we've talked about the Tampa Bay Rays are the terminators of Major League Baseball when it comes to producing pitchers. And you have Brent Strom uh, in your organization. He's the pitching whisperer. So if I could get a pitcher from the Rays organization, some random 18-year-old, and eventually – me uh move him up through my system and get him with Brent Strom that's what I want as a D-backs fan a catcher for a franchise icon an 18 year old catcher in rookie ball for a franchise icon Dave Peralta who I know is not an all-star but still top five in basically every category in D-backs franchise history I just felt like the return was a little light and I'm not saying the D-backs should got a package of prospects back but at least a pitcher or first baseman uh, an area of need that the D-backs need because they are starving for pitchers in their organization Where will Juan Soto head next? That's what Sully Baseball and I are going to discuss. But if you want to place a bet of where the next place Juan Soto is going to end up, you need to head to betonline.net because it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: Okay, so there are still some very large fish out there, and I'm not talking about marlins, and nor am I talking about trout. Um, the big moves that obviously Juan Soto is the big fish out there. Mm-hmm. This is really extraordinary, I think, that this is this is a trade ship that um, the, the Nationals cannot whiff on this because whoever gets him, and I was on uh, Locked On today earlier this week, mm-hmm. and I talked about I a saw. lot of the pro- a lot of the prospects that are being offered for Juan Soto are roughly the same age as Juan Soto. Yeah, like you, you're not getting an aging veteran here. You're getting someone who has still has. You could get three pennant runs with him, even if you don't resign him, and he is in his prime. He's actually probably coming into his prime and yet he's already a seasoned world series champion, all-star veteran. There has not been a trade ship like this that I can remember. I'm going to just end the sentence right there that I can remember. I mean, even when Griffey was being shopped around, uh, A, he only wanted to go to Cincinnati and B, he was older than Soto. So whoever gets him, in my opinion, is worth their top prospect. There isn't one prospect. This is a here's this is a, a psychological question. I'll get to some of our thoughts of where he's going to go. I've I I think I know where he's going to, or I have a prediction. But let me play this game with you, Miller. Okay, I give you Juan Soto. You have every prospect in baseball. Okay, the okay. top one hundred prospects. Okay. Is there a single member of the 100 top prospects in baseball that you wouldn't give up now for three pennant races with Juan Soto right now?
0: You're talking to the anti-prospect guy. So I'll give up all hundred of them for Soto.
1: Well, okay. But I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying is if, if the nationals knocked on your door and said, we want your top prospect, we want a package involving your top prospect. The answer is it has to be yes. I don't care what prospect it is. I don't care who it is. You would, If you were to do one for one, your top prospect for Juan Soto, of course. You know Any package involving your top prospect, you get Juan Soto now, of course. And I think the Nationals have to go knock on everyone's doors. Okay, first things first, your top prospect is in this package. We want oh, your number oh. one prospect you
0: know of course if you're getting, I, I'm one. Yeah, I, I want more than your number one prospect. I want your number one prospect. I want your number two prospect. I want your number three prospect. And I probably want a couple of dudes who I've already seen on the major league level. Like if I'm looking at the Padres, like you're throwing in Mackenzie Gore, who've already seen Flash on the major league level this year. And I want whoever your other top prospects are. Like I need a package of prospects and real tangible guys who have already seen on the major league level, who I know can at least produce and maybe become something. Because Juan Soto, like you said, is already a guy who is, my age, I'm 24 years old. He's like 23, 24, 25 years old. He's already super young in the prime of his career. And essentially, you could have this dude for the next, what, 12 to 15 years in your organization. He's the walking king. The man gets on base better than pretty much anyone next to Mike Trout. So if you're trading for Juan Soto, there's no prospect in baseball that's probably ever going to meet you. Uh, reach Juan Soto's ceiling like that's the thing with prospects like you you have prospects to hope that they trade uh turn into superstars well Juan Soto is a superstar he's one of the best players we've ever seen and there's no prospect that's probably ever going to reach the level of a Juan Soto
1: and think about someone like Soto you would mention San Diego okay let's say they take their top prospect uh Mackenzie Gore someone else I don't I don't I don't even know who you no, know okay. you take a um yeah, you that know, doesn't matter. CJ Abrams, there you go. that's yeah. another word. Hey. Congratulations, CJ. find a nice apartment in Washington. Okay, you have Soto who sees approximately one hittable pitch a week uh because I think I the the you know the the racing presidents of Jefferson, yeah. Lincoln, Washington and and uh, Teddy Roosevelt are currently batting behind Soto in the lineup, all right? Now imagine sticking Soto in front of Manny Machado. You're not going to walk Soto with Manny Machado coming up. So suddenly he's going to be invigorated that he's seeing pitches again. <laughs> you know, you're going to see him expl- Whatever team gets him is going to see him explode that he's like, you know, even if it's even if it's just for the three years. I mean, if you're San Diego, I'm not even thinking about resigning him. You know, it's worth those prospects. Knowing you have a window of opportunity now, saying, "Hey, what if we if we know we have three years with Machado, Soto, and Tatis Jr. when he comes back, mm-hmm. we've got three shots at it for a franchise that's never won the World Series." You know, uh, I to me, San Diego is a landing spot for another uh, rumor that I'm going to say, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not a team. That I wouldn't say if I'm Washington. I want your top prospect, well, and and more. And,
0: and- if I'm if I'm other teams, I also think you want. to we've talked about this a little bit. I also think you want to kind of be in the contender um category. Like if I'm a team like the D-backs, like I'm probably not doing a Juan Soto deal because Juan Soto is like not making, I'm just becoming the angels if I trade for Juan Soto. I'm going to have an all-time great player and my team's still going to be bad. So I think you do want to be in a place or a situation where your team is already good and then you're like, all right, we need to bring a superstar into this lineup. We got a rotation. We got a bullpen, but our offense is just missing a little bit of juice. Let's bring Juan Soto in and now we got this offense. we got a superstar in the middle of our lineup and now we could take our team to the next level. So I think you have to be a good team and a team that's on the precipice of winning a World Series or making a playoff run.
1: Well that would that would include San Diego. Yeah. Is that who are you where you think
0: he's gonna go? Yeah, well, it seems like based off the rumors and reports, the Padres and the Cardinals are the two finalists. And the Cardinals would just be funny because they basically built their lineup with franchise stars from other teams, with the Paul Goldschmidt, the Nolan Arenados, and now Juan Soto. And plus, they did um, call up a couple dudes this year who have been producing for them at a pretty high level. So I think the Cardinals would be interesting. But the Padres would just be more fun with the Tatis, Machado, and Juan Soto. But how about a team like even Atlanta I just thought about recently? Like if you have like Acuna and Juan Soto in that outfield, that would be interesting. I brought up the right. Mariners on a pod last week, but now that they made the trade for Luis Castillo, it makes it a little bit harder considering they gave up the top prospects. But team like Atlanta. Um, I mean, they also gave up some top prospects or some good prospects for Matt Olson as well. So I don't even know what kind of return they would have. But it seems like the Padres or the Cardinals might be the two most likely candidates to land Juan Soto. All right, well, pick one. Show okay, pick one. pick one. Oh, okay, I got pick one. Well, I'm going with the San Diego Padres one because I think AJ Preller is that aggressive kind of dude, and I think he would be willing to part with the McKenzie Gores or the CJ. Abrams or both of them. If you're getting a guy like Juan Soto and you're building that, um, you're building that championship contender because their rotation is already pretty good. We know Musgrove is about to be locked in. Darvish is still there. Blake Snell has been a disappointment, but. Their rotation is still going to be pretty good Um, in that back end. Their, ro- their bullpen is already pretty good. But that lineup, I think, has been kind of disappointing this year. Part of it, Tatis, has been out. And also, outside of Manny Machado, like, there has not been a lot of great producers in that lineup. Trent Grisham has really disappointed. Direct and Profar has been, like, their second best player for most of the season. Jay Cronenworth has heated up a little bit. But, like, their lineup has not been that great this year. So, once you get Tatis back healthy, Machado is healthy once again. And then you add Juan Soto. Like, if that's your two, three, four combination. I don't know how you stop that if you're an opposing pitcher and you have to face that heart of the lineup with the San Diego Padres.
1: By the way, I'm glad that Jerkson Profar is back after that scary injury where he basically Mm -hmm. passed out after the the head injury he had about a month or so ago. Uh, I think he's going to the Cardinals. Okay, I think he's going to the Cardinals. I think one of the reasons why they're going to the Cardinals is, as you said, the Cardinals can get very aggressive. They love poaching other teams' franchise players. Uh, imagine Soto batting with Arenado and Goldschmidt behind him, pr- provided we're not in Toronto, and um, and I think there are players like Jordan Walker, like uh, Dylan Carlson, like Matthew Libertori, who are Major League ready players, good players who could be included in the package. I think that you could look up and say, okay, the the Nats can get uh, like you know two or three players who are talented and ready to immediately put on the major league level. And the Cardinals are aggressive that they, they, you know, oh, wow. They don't, they're trading away a third baseman. Well, they already have Arenado. you know, they're trading away a first base. Oh, great. They, they, we're trading away an outfield. We're going to stick Soto out there. It doesn't matter. You know, they're willing to trade. The Cardinals are willing to make aggressive trades. And I also think that they see that, they have a window of opportunity now. Um, that they're, As of this recording, the Cardinals have fallen out of the wild card spot. They're trailing Philadelphia. But we also know the Cardinals can get hot. And yeah. if you get a Soto with Arenado and Goldschmidt batting behind him, suddenly this becomes an electrifying offense that they have. And could probably, you know, I mean – I say I was going to say probably not better than Los Angeles or the Mets. But then again, Mm -hmm. uh, Atlanta wasn't better than San Francisco and Los Angeles for 162 games last year. They were just better than L.A. for seven. So uh, I think the Cardinals, I I think he's going to go to St. Louis.
0: Yeah, and if you're the Cardinals, you already got the MVP in Paul Gochman, so pay, pairing him with uh, Juan Soto would be nasty, but I think I like the Padres a little bit more just because of the timelines with the core players, because I don't think people realize this, but Manny Machado and Aaron Judge are the same age. It feels like Manny Machado has been in baseball for like a decade, but he's yeah. only 30 years old. Manny Machado's still pretty young, and we know. Tatis is like 25 years old or whatever. So you would have basically that core three of players for at least seven years with Manny Machado aging. And then you would have Tatis and Soto together for like 12 to 15 years. Like I just think when I think of having my core, my trio of players together, like I think I would just have that window open so much longer. So like from a fancy perspective, I would like the Padres more just because the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt's like 34 already. Nolan Aranato's, um creeping in his thirties as well. The, the window for that team would just be a little bit shorter than the Padres. So that's why yeah. I prefer the Padres over the Cardinals because I want to see that trio of stars in San Diego together for that amount of time over, you know, their course of their careers. Well, uh,
1: two things. Uh, first of all, it just shows you how horribly Baltimore whiffed on the trade of Manny Machado, that he was that caliber yeah. of player who was that young and they just really just bombed on that deal. Uh-huh. And um, and the other is you, if you're right and you put Soto on that team and pair him with Machado and Tatis, I think at that point – you got to look at the Padres as a surefire bet to be contending for the next decade.
0: That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Part two with Sully Baseball discussing trade deadline primer, or I might drop a crossover with. Uh, well, actually, it'll probably come out Wednesday. Locked on crossover with Locked on Rays host Ulysses Sombrano talking about the David Peralta trade. So be on the lookout for that on Wednesday but trade deadline stuff, of course, tomorrow, and who knows, there might be big news and rumors on Monday, so we'll be up to date on everything, of course, that's happening with that. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Make Lockdown MLB your second listen of the day with our pal Sully Baseball, because we know he's a walking baseball encyclopedia. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.